0: The Puritan's Guide to Fall Song's Guide. Go into your record dealer and ask why, ask your local record dealer why he's such a dick. Tonight's song is... Weather Report (laughs) 2. Weather Report 2... Uh, which was on the "Your Future Our Clutter" album, uh, released April 26, twenty ten. Oh, I was thinking it was like more mid two thousands, but I guess that's, no. This is one of the it's later ones. Uh, is, cool. yeah. is this
1: the most recent fall song we've talked about so far? Yeah, I think it might. Be I think cool. it
0: is. Yeah. It definitely is because most of our stuff's been in the eighties. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're um, jumping ahead here. Yeah, my main thing that. Uh, I found on this song, mm-hmm. which which wasn't mentioned anywhere, like the uh, the chorus of "I gave you all the best years of my life." Yeah, that kept running through my head as another song, and so I was just going through like trying to figure out if it was like a Kink song because "Days I'll Remember All My Life." I'm like, Nah, that's not it. Or like other songs. And I was thinking of "Bill Is Dead." That's
1: what I thought it was. So the
0: music reminds me of "Bill yeah, Is Dead" as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I think. Definitely, the lyrics and the music uh, echo "Bill is Dead" a yeah. lot, yeah. Um, and also, uh, Edinburgh man Edinburgh Bur, Edinburgh. Uh, man, because you know he's walking the street. Yeah, there's lots of you know walking the street everywhere. But there's a song that I found, which is actually called "Rock and Roll," and in parentheses, it's called "I Gave You All the Best Years of My Life," and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> So it's it's this kind of maudlin, uh, st- folky song written by this guy named Kevin Johnson, uh, in 1977. And all the chorus, all the verses are about um, him being a rock and roller, and instead of hanging out with his wife, going to write a new song about her or something. You know, like it's very Whoa. much like. Exactly what when you would think of a folky maudlin song called Rock and Roll I Gave You the Best Years of My Life Is about, (laughs) is totally about Okay, It was also covered by Terry Jacks of Seasons in the Sun Interesting And Mac Davis at some point. Mr. Hooked on a Feeling himself, Mac yeah. Davis. and it's it's hard to be humble. You Did you remember that one? I do, I, yeah. It was hu- yeah. huge in the Midwest. That's all yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was six or seven. <laughs> <I think laughs> he may have even had his own show I think for he, a year. Yeah, I think he did have his own TV show. Yeah, anyway. He got that famous. So. Yeah, it's craziness. But, so I was floored when I found that because I couldn't... Cause I had never heard the song, but it's such a sort of cliched thing of... Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, like, sounds like a Bad Company song or something. But um, it was definitely... I'll I'll have to put in some of the song uh, right here so we can hear it. 71 and so when I saw Suzanne, I was trying to go solo. Someone else's man, and she came up to me. Took her by the hand. And I told her all my troubles, and she seemed to understand. And she followed me through London, through a hundred hotels, through a hundred record companies didn't like my you She followed me when finally I sold my old guitar. And she tried to help me understand, never be. Star. But uh, I I thought that was really interesting and obviously something that Mark knew about. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I <clears throat> he has a such strange taste. I think you know he connects with some of the oddest songs like if you think of all the covers that they did over the oh, years oh yeah definitely between there's a ghost in my house and white lightning they did that right
0: then they did uh f olden I, money yeah yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say the f olden money yeah uh,
1: and uh you know i mean victoria by the kinks so and that's probably like the most
0: recognizable song as far as like i can know. i can hear the grass grow oh yeah 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 and Mr. Pharmacist, Mr. Is, Pharmacist, the other half song, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, he they always said weird. He always had really uh, esoteric tastes for pop songs. So hearing him connect with this strange song by Kevin Johnson, think like that yeah. sounds about right. And the only the the other reason besides the music and that that chorus that connected to Bill is Dead was the fact that like the first line of Bill is Dead talks about. Dynasty or Dynasty, right? You know the TV show. And then he talks right. about murder she wrote in this song.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah, there's definitely yeah. I think there's definitely lots of echoes within. Billy's yeah. Dead. I even wrote that down. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because. I think that's what initially made me go, "Wait, this is another song." Yeah, and that's why I was trying to figure out. Cause for a while there I really did think it was Days by the Kinks and like there was a line in there Yeah But there wasn't but it kind (laughs) of was Anyway Um (laughs) One of So Just to start with the lyric would be uh I think that it's definitely about aging and the boredom present in aging Yeah Um It's a lonely thing to get old Yes Yeah And And so this is when Mark's like, and if I remember correctly, he had a stint in the hospital around this time I think for something. That's right? Yeah. Uh, so it's so this is about aging and the kind of like the cycles of aging, but it's definitely on the in spectrum of aging. So that um, you know you're an older person, you mm. can't go out walking in the on the icy sidewalk, and one of the things on. I believe, probably annotated fall, was that they mentioned that the first couple of lines sound like a nurse walking into someone's room and saying, Hi, how are you today? Right. And, you know, and he's like, ah, I'm fine. You know, or whatever. <laughs> um, so I, I, I thought that was really interesting and totally spot on, at least as far as the lyrics go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. just um,
1: You know, this this whole idea, like, nobody has called me sir in my entire life. Right, (laughs) and Um, just maybe he's getting to that point where people are starting to call him (coughs) sir, and what a weird twist that is. Oh right, yeah. Because I I mean, I mean, you know, I'm only 43, and even it throws me when it happens to younger people. I'm like, oh yeah.
0: The only time anybody calls me sir is when they're begging money off me or something, (laughs) and I'm just like, what do you want? Yeah, I mean, and I'm. 45 so yeah exact same thing you're just like what oh you're talking to me yeah it's the (laughs) weirdest thing to get like made fun of
1: as being old by younger people (laughs) which has happened a couple of times recently (laughs) and i it always throws me it makes me laugh so much i'm like wow i didn't realize that was a thing people did still like i you know i don't
0: know it makes sense i get called grandpa occasionally I got called "Dad" by someone oh, at, 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 at my radio. That the radio show, oh, I like someone that
1: makes sense, yeah. threw that out at me. Like that was hanging out for the show after mine, and I was like, "Wow,
0: are you really gonna do that?" Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Then shut up and clean your room. Uh, so, um, and this is this is another song where. Um, there's not a lot of lyrics with this song, and it's very repetitive, Like yeah. things keep getting repeated. Uh, so the two things that when I first was writing down sort of my thoughts about this was that, um, and, it, and it goes very, I was going very Poetry 101 here for some reason, <laughs> but so it reminded me of the whole uh, Yates uh, Poem, which is Second Coming, which is the one about the sinner will not hold. Oh right, because within the song, everything's kind of whirling around, like the snow is whirling around, and it's dangerous, and uh, and then sinner will not hold, um, as the the last two lines are, and what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. So I just always, for some reason, it just reminded me of like that poem because. You know, because if you ever take a class on that poem, uh, it'll be called like one of the first modern poems yeah. about how, like, there is no uh, center to hold on to, which is basically what the modernists were arguing. But mm-hmm. 40 years later, somebody decided to call it postmodernism. But <laughs> whatever, academia, what are you going to do? Um, but it also reminded me kind of of that great fake British. Uh, you know, writer, uh, <laughs> and now I can't remember his goddamn name T.S. Eliot. We should. You know, it's kind of funny because I don't even smoke dope anymore, so I don't know what my problem is. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it reminds me of Proof Rock a bit. Yeah. In certain areas, because if I remember right, there's, like, frozen mermaids, and there's, like, oh, should I eat a peach? Because it could go through my body really quickly. Right. And, you know, that kind of stuff. That part I remember. Yeah, Yeah. so it's definitely about... um, and that's "Jail" for "Love Song" and "Jail" for "Proof Rock." I think I forgot to mention that. But <laughs> but there's lots of things about growing old in that poem. Yeah. So for some reason, it just reminded me of those two sort of sure. poems going around. Um, but within this song, uh, within "Weather Report." Which also is a pretty funny title because there was a, the uh, Fusion Band Weather Report. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty great. Um, weather Report 2. It, like and it's, it's a 2. Sequel to yeah, like bands. the sequel to Weather Report. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, or, yeah, I, I thought the 2 was pretty strange. Because I, I did for a second go look to see if there was a 1, and it was great that there wasn't. Yeah. So then I was like, well, did they do a weather report and just never put it out? And I was like, no, it's you dummy. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Shit what was it? oh the the fact that the weather keeps circling around him basically yeah. as well as the nurse or the uh, people on the sidewalk you know are, are there and it's like a frozen landscape mm-hmm. is that he's out in so it's even more dangerous for him yeah at that point um, which is a great metaphor for getting old yeah. and getting older
1: and. and- The music is very reflective of, I think, this idea of sort of you know losing your mental facilities as you're getting older. Right. Which I don't know about you is one of my biggest fears about getting older, and I'm sure that was probably the case for Marky Smith as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you know he was such a smart, well-read, you know, witty person. Like to not have that at his disposal anymore. I think it's probably even more would be. Would have been more heartbreaking than even the physical,
0: you know, disabilities. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably heartbreaking for anyone who has that happen. Yeah. Well, maybe not for them, but definitely for people around them yeah. who have to deal with that, with Alzheimer's or something. So yeah. it's definitely a scary. And it's definitely something I think about. Oh, yeah. All the time. So yeah. And,
1: I, you know, there was just a lot of music that The Fall put out around the time of this record and even the ones after this album had a lot of those uh, really strange um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is you know he's messing around with sound through a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. like you have like the raw recordings of the band playing and he would fuck around with him in the studio, almost like a dub producer in a way,
0: right? You know, no, remixing
1: him in a sense. And
0: um, and as we've we mentioned before, he was fucking around with not so much words as just vocal sounds. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, within a lot of these older or yeah. or sorry later songs. Yeah, um, and those are, some of those sounds he
1: got were a little unnerving too. You know, it sounded like definitely. these weird, Flemmy glottal stop things he was going for. I think
0: he, I mentioned this in another episode, but. Airsats gb yeah that one is like the one where it's like he's just growling on this song yeah yeah it's it's just bizarre uh (laughs) i mean great but totally not was what was expected yeah which um definitely leads us into talking about this sort of way this song is set up or at least the Mm -hmm. uh Basically, there's like two parts to this song. Yeah. So we've got so we've got the bill is Or musically we've got the bill is dead sort of chords, guitar, bass, drums with a keyboard, and then basically halfway through, there's just this huge electronic drone wash that takes everything over. Yeah. Um, and he starts repeating sort of scattered lines from the few verses before. Mm -hmm. from the bill is dead part and kind of you know they're more um uh it's definitely the same words but he's putting them in different order and Mm -hmm. he's basically just using half a line repeated um that's where i was catching on the like sort of rotating winds and yeah you know and then he's also got the uh Uh, The uh, bullhorn Like at one point he says It's like an ice rink Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty funny Like somebody off in the background Telling him not to go outside Or something So so I The main thing I really That really struck me about this song Was definitely like the sound change Whenever Because it's actually Another disconcerting sort of false sound Yeah Like uh, There's There's enough sounds in the electronic sort of wash, and there's a couple of things where they click a loop or they didn't. So, with loops, you can fade in and fade out the Mm -hmm. uh, first part so it doesn't go click. Much like your mouth. Every time it gets there. And there's a few loops in the wash that they didn't do that for. Yeah. Which I don't know if that, I'm guessing was on purpose at some level. But it adds these, and it's delayed, so you've got all these weird, like. And like it's all very I don't know it puts you in some in a space where reality has ceased and there's things coming at you all the time yeah. basically <laughs> that might do you harm I think or at least your speakers yeah
1: <laughs> I think it, and I, I would like to extend some of the credit for that to to Ross Orton who, was one of the like did the mixing for this record, right? Okay. Um, because he's a guy who he produced it and mixed it. But if you look at like other stuff that he's worked on, uh, he was in that band Add N to X, and right. worked okay. with the Arctic Monkeys and worked with MIA.
0: And that makes okay.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of you know he's a very you know sonically inventive producer.
0: I think yeah to have
1: him in the mix too. You know, bore a huge influence on that record especially I think
0: yeah definitely um, so before uh, we get to the ending because I really like the ending where yeah. he's just whispering um, I just wanted to say that there's a murder she wrote joke in here <laughs> which just makes me laugh every it's time it's so great <laughs> um, so I would, I would guess that people in Britain probably Know uh, Angela Lansbury for her other acting roles, maybe a little more. Oh, sure. But uh, because she was in um, Manchurian Candidate. Oh, she was also in The Harvey Girls, which I still haven't seen. But anyway. It's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen like parts of it. Um, in case you don't know, Dame Angela Lansbury mm-hmm. was, she's kind of considered a B list actor. British here,
1: yeah, here. I mean, she's she's a big deal on Broadway still, right? Yeah, but uh, like on television, that she's sort of like, oh, it's you know the lady from Murder She Wrote. If anyone knows her, it's because she played Jessica Fletcher in the show. Yeah,
0: so so, but in America, she like you just said, she's known as uh, Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, and this was a show that was on in the eighties seemingly until now but it's not it's, it's probably just like in on like the hallmark everywhere. channel or something or yeah. like some you know so my grandma watched it totally all yeah. the time and it's it is like matlock from that same period <laughs> yeah. it's like the the tv show old people watched yeah so that's why it's hilarious that mark threw it in here because it's about aging and growing old and he says, you know, he watched uh, Murder, She Wrote, and, like, the whole cast should have been killed. Because the other thing about Murder, She Wrote is no matter where she went, somebody died.
1: So, so the hack joke was like,
0: don't let her go anywhere. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that still cracks me up yeah every time I hear that I'm just like ha but uh anyway I just I just wanted to throw that one out uh, that's great before we get to the weird whisper uh, right so we get we get bill is dead we get electronic wash um, and then at the end there's just mark kind of whispering these weird lines mm-hmm. um, which I th- read an interview somewhere where they said it he so supposedly, according to Mark. So we don't know for sure, but those were just to set the mic level. So he was just whispering things in, and then what happened was, whenever they cut the song together, they they moved it to the end, right, or something like that. Um, but basically, the me- the meaning of those whispered words. Uh, instead of actually just whispering those words <laughs> again. <laughs> so the first line is, like, forget about Jackson, what, Jackson, what about Saxon? Yeah. So, so, Sky Saxon, who was in the seeds. the seeds, yes. I can't remember if it was The Seeds or one of those other L.A. <laughs> 60s <Yeah>. bands. <laughs> Which is funny, because I, I like The Seeds a lot. But anyway, so... Um, Sky Saxon wrote, you know, can't seem to make you mine, push hard. you too hard. He died the same day as Michael Jackson, who wrote all Michael. Well, it's He Michael he Jackson, him? but he he was he Michael, Michael Jackson. And, songs. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, but anyway. So anyway, he, he died the same Jackson. day. No one gave a shit. Sky Saxon died, yeah. And they, I think, somewhere online they mentioned the actual album that Mark brings up, which is a live album that was recorded by Sky Saxon in England. Transparency. Yeah. So that was that's the actual album that Mark was bringing up. So basically, what what those whispered lines are saying is, I'm in the fall. What happens if? You know, on the day I die, I'm overshadowed by a much larger pop culture figure, who may or may not have had problems of his own living within pop culture and any and all that stardom brings. Yeah, but I'm still doing gigs like a few years before I die, and uh, I get overshadowed by this other larger pop culture person. And that's exactly where the song ends, just with Mark whispering that that sentiment, you know, just saying, I'm kind of fucked no matter what, <laughs> I, in a way. Well, at least when it comes to fame and, you know, being actually called sir earlier yeah. in his life. Um, but, I, but the way he words everything is great. Like, it's, he doesn't come out and really say any of that because it's more like a whispered poem into the microphone mm-hmm. which actually sounds coming after that weird wash sound's pretty goddamn scary too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so uh, I thought that was, uh, you know, that that was my take on it. Yeah. I think basically the same take as everyone.
1: It's interesting. I uh, you know, cuz I never would have suspected until like hearing this song and thinking about it a lot that he really gave too much of a shit about what his legacy was going to be, or what people were going to think about what he had done after he died,
0: he, and I right. think, that,
1: and, and part of what feeds into that is is the way that he a treated the band, just cycling people through it as quickly as he did, and the fact that like if you went to see like any fall shows uh, from that era from twenty from two thousand ten on, uh, that they he didn't like st- he wasn't playing the hits you know you weren't going to be like right. you know yelling out hey luciani or something like that they were, they were still playing new stuff they're
0: playing new stuff they, like new stuff. The they would play
1: some older things and they would play covers and stuff like they've only played a couple of older tunes but mostly he was still playing the new stuff and so right. um it, it yeah it seems to me i mean in spite of the fact that you know there's so many goddamn reissues and compilations and stuff <laughs> that have come out of uh, of the false work. That you know, he didn't have a hand in any of those things. He didn't give a shit about any of that stuff. Is what it felt like to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. But he was still, you
1: know, I think he still knew he was considered a pop culture figure. He was on. He would go on TV all the time and do odd things. You know, doing you know, reading you know, soccer scores and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 it's curious to, to have him thinking about, you know, what what his place is in this sort of pop music you know and definitely being
0: so open about it much like bill is dead yeah you know the this song itself that was another time where he seemed to be very open about his personal life and Mm -hmm. it was like oh sorry sorry mark you'll get over it (laughs) or you know like people yeah i remember him saying in some doc or interview where, like you know Dudes down at the bar were saying, "Oh, Mark, it's okay. Here, have another beer." Or so, you know, like when "Bill Is Dead" came out. But this yeah. is totally like the same thing. So he's kind of couching it as another, "Okay, this is what's what I'm actually feeling." Now. Yeah. Which I don't know. I guess maybe if we went back and I'm sure there are other... picking those out. Like yeah, maybe am sure there are signals, points of, sort. of that,
1: especially toward the end, especially those last few albums. I'm sure there's yeah. little bits and pieces of that.
0: Yeah, I, need I to, don't know. I don't know either. Maybe maybe we'll find some more. Yeah.
1: We jump into something from Remit the next time we do this.
0: Right. Man, I actually I there was some good stuff on Remit. I haven't listened to the last one yet. Sorry, fall fans. Yeah, it's fine. Tablet. Okay. It's fine.
1: I I wrote a review of it and was like, you know, there are those things where he's doing those that, that growling, right? Or like where it sounds like he can't keep his dentures in his head kind of thing, and it's
0: <laughs> it's it's fun exactly. to listen to some of
1: that stuff. But after a while, it's just like I, you know, it's I don't think he. I don't know. It's it, he's had such a stra. I, to me, he had such a strange band for him over the last like decade that they were around. Just like these. But it was only like,
0: same mostly the same people. Yeah, I that's mean, what I mean. It's this is just is, mostly yeah. the
1: same people. And they always seem like sort of soccer hooligan rock is what it's kind of like <laughs> to me. And it didn't That I, makes sense. It, yeah. it didn't do a lot for me. And I you know, I saw that that era of the band live too. And it was just like it just it's these weird rock and rollers he's playing with and maybe that's what he wants, but you oh. know it it seems like he could get anybody to play with him. It seems like he could had he could have had the career of like what Jandek does, of just like going from town to town. Right. Or like Chuck Berry, you know, going to
0: town to town, just playing with like a pickup pickup P- Yeah, yeah. people, yeah, Daniel Johnson just was doing that too. That'd yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another great yeah. example. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. But yeah,
1: I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, there's g-
0: good points and bad points about like not <laughs> doing it and doing it. You know, yeah. he could have rested on his laurels. Yeah. Or tried to gain some money, more money or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, could- he didn't. You because know. he could have done like I,
1: he could have done the thing where like getting an older version of the band back together to make a whole shit ton of money Definitely. playing big venues or playing festivals in England or that something. That would have like
0: been that. huge, I would guess. I mean, which is probably well, being Marky e. Smith as well. He was like, fuck that Yeah. <laughs> which is,
1: you know, now what Bricks is doing.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. Is that the Deadbeat Descendants? The, the extricated. The extricated, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would I would see that.
0: I would totally go see it. Yeah. As long as they didn't I didn't have to pay as much to go see, you know, uh, the revolution. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Without Prince, uh, that's a A weird, friend of mine and I were talking about that. We were just like, "You want me to pay a hundred dollars to go see that? Like, I, can't I, I wouldn't that. pay a hundred dollars to go see goddamn Al Green. Why would I pay that? Studio? I can't believe that's anyway. how much
1: they're charging. It, it the might revolution.
0: not have been a hundred, but it was. It's a lot. It's probably a lot. It and was a lot. It...
1: <laughs> I, 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 I mean I hate to say it's 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 them cashing in in a way on the death of
0: prince but you know I guess good on them for getting back together and like you know maybe somebody needed some money I don't know like what the re- whatever the replacements getting putting out a few things a few years ago yeah but... doing it for slim right yeah, yeah that's true
1: that's so, very true
0: I guess you know we don't know I you know and and I saw
1: most of a revolution show, and the first time they came through town. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it was for what it was. It was good, you uh-huh. know. It was, it, you know, it was. They had uh, a young guy come out to sing like the really falsetto heavy songs. Oh. Um, and the rest of them just, you know, Wendy and Lisa handled the vocals for, it, which is pretty cool. And yeah. Seeing yeah. those folks play live together is a fun thing. Well, but then yeah. I think about like I, you know, I, I, our mutual friend Ryan and I went to see From the Jam. Oh, which really? Was, which was the the original rhythm section for the jam, but then two other dudes...
0: Minus Paul. ...playing the Paul Weller Interesting.
1: part. And, you know, it's like one of those things that, like, this doesn't need to exist. But yeah. we got to see it, and it was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I bet know? it was kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't the Smiths guys also minus uh morrissey and and mar yeah i think the they, they yeah, do I some think, shit like that i think
1: yeah, so it's, a, and it's, Stevens, a trident, yeah.
0: it's a trident it's a trident true tradition uh yeah guess,
1: apparently <laughs> but, but you, you know, know yeah but you know and but i also just yeah i have nothing but the the most respect that i have for a musician is someone who doesn't play that game and it just kind of keeps charging <laughs> forward because I was making a sort of joke online the other like a while back about you know if Al Jorgensen ever wanted to just like pay off <laughs> any debts that he had or just make a make a shit ton of money in one right. go, is he would all he need to do is book like a weekend of shows in Chicago where all he did was everything pre the Land of Rape and Honey like right. all the synth pop stuff oh, right. just do a weekend of those shows and just
0: rake in the money and call it good, and then take a tour of a mind is a terrible thing to taste out for like 10 yeah. big shows yeah, a year 10 like Riot Fest shows yeah. or something like that you know
1: it's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's a weird economy this music thing yeah so people like Marky e. Smith I think are are unfortunately few and far between anymore where the people that just kind of want to just keep moving forward and definitely. keep evolving especially in the rock world I mean I think there are other you know uh, genres of music where that's that's the, the norm like jazz definitely but you know rock stuff it's it's such a backwards looking Genre.
0: Yeah, it's a very conservative sort of genre yeah. of music that people don't want to hear your new songs, or they go out and get the beer during your yeah during your new song or something. It's a big toss up for me. I think I agree with you about I I would rather follow someone who keeps chugging along. Yeah, like the fall did, and I also can't. F- necessarily fault anyone no. for wanting to cash in on anything because these people made it their you know livelihood and if they can make money off that livelihood instead of going to work as a fucking grocery bagger yeah then do
1: it yeah i you know i i i have seen tons of shows even in recently like you know the la- one of the last concerts that was Rod Stewart with my oh, really? mom and it's like you know, he's not playing, you know, like, here's, like, I'm going to play the, the new album. Right. He can't get away with that. No. You know, <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Everyone wants to, just to hear the hits. And he gave it to him, And people are fucking freaking out and having a great time. And it was that made the show that much better. Yeah. You know, so, I, again, I'm the same way. I can't fault people for doing that. But, you know, my personal taste, you know, that's why I just sort of go towards the people that are, you know, still trying to progress and still trying to... Evolve as an artist
0: agreed. (laughs) (laughs) I Don't know what else to say